Hey everyone, welcome to The Path of Me. I'm your host, Wendy Hutchinson. This podcast is about bringing together guests who are walking their own path, living their truth, and really in alignment with their soul. So my guest today is Jillian Hanna. She is one of the founders of Nourish Mindful Events, and they do incredible healing retreats all over the world. And she has two partners who aren't with us today, but they all bring their own awesome sauce to the to the event package. But um, without further ado, welcome Jillian. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. It's such an honor to have you. So I know a lot of your workshop um, offerings are around yoga and breath work and mindfulness. And I was wondering how you got into this. Was it through yoga teacher training or was it a crisis in your life or like, what was it that led you into this line of work? Yeah. I mean, well, how far back do you want to go? As far as you want. It's all about you. (laughs) Well, you know, just to be frank, you know, I was born um, into a family that, you know, did the best they could with what they had. Right. And I'm forever grateful for that. Um, You know, with that being said, there was a lot of sadness and alcoholism and um, I even had lead poisoning. There was a lot of trauma going on, you know, I first came into this world. My first memories as a baby were was being in the doctor's office. And I, I mean, I don't know how I remember this. I literally maybe was like one and a half. And I just remember being in the doctor's office and I remember them weighing me on a cold scale, like my back mm. and I mother and she was like this. And like, so my first memories were always fear, not mm. feeling my body, not feeling like my mom felt safe where she was. Mm-hmm. And you know, that imprint kind of carried me throughout my childhood. And it's not to say I wasn't, you know, I was fed, I had clothes, they provided and stuff. But I was just always felt, I always felt so sensitive and yet like invisible in my life. And um, I grew up with two younger brothers as well. And they're wild and crazy. And, you know, we had great memories then. But I guess it wasn't until I was maybe the end of middle school, beginning of high school, where things started to get a little hairy for me. And I started to really kind of reach for other substances to to fill something inside of me that wasn't content. And, you know, feeling a little lost in my life, feeling very anxious, feeling very insecure you know, substances provided that ease for me that I never felt and um, that comfort as well. And so I chased that for, you know, many years. And, you know, looking back, it's like, I'm grateful for that experience. And I'm grateful that it was as hard as I did, because I feel like it led me to a bottom really fast. And when I was about 21, I was really, really struggling and it it started to, my life was beginning to be a bit unmanageable. I was going to college. Yeah. I was just, 
I just felt like a lost soul, truly just going through the motions, but really no sense of safety, no safety, not feeling in my body. Like I just was lost and I felt as though a shell of a person. And so this is what happened. So I was taking college courses and I had a professor reach out to me and be like, Hey, you know, if you need help with your classes or something like that, or even something that's not related to college, like, please reach out to me, love to help you. And he kind of said this to me and the whole class. And I felt really safe with this person. And so I met with him after class. And then we realized that I only needed a few electives left to, to graduate college. And so he hooked me up with the whoever was doing that. I don't even know what, who it was, uh, a guidance counselor. I don't know, or it was some sort of administrative person. Mm -hmm. And the classes that were open were like energy healing classes, uh, a stress management class. It was like a psych self and alternative healing modalities. Wow. That was perfectly timed. I mean, it was almost like, and I'm not a very religious person, but I do believe that there is something, there's something greater out there. And it was like that moment I was going in this direction and it was like the universe was like, okay, <laughs> you know, here's a new, here's a new path. Mm -hmm. And, and it wasn't like, because I was intentionally going in that direction. It was just how it, it landed. And my professor for the alternative healing class and the stress meditation class or management meditation class, they, they were like angels in human form for me. This woman in particular, my professor, she was the first person that looked me in my eyes and I felt like she looked in my soul. It was like being seen for the first time. And she said, how are you? What's going on? You know, something feels off. Like what's going on? Tell me. And it was like, she was just this safe person. And I just like trusted her. And I just said, you know, she was the first person I admitted I was struggling to mm -hmm. struggling with. And I told her everything and she gave me, she, she didn't meet me with shame or judgment. It was more just like, Oh, you got to do this. And you know, maybe you got to go to those meetings in the churches. And she was talking about Alcoholics Anonymous. And I had no idea, you know, what that was or what she was saying. Right. Okay. I remember going home that day and looking up meetings in churches and I never found anything. I, I was just like, I, I had no idea. But the point is, is like that woman took interest in me like no one had and it was enough to make me believe in myself that things could be different things could change and that there were new possibilities mm -hmm. and every week was like a healing experience with this woman we really dove deep into energy centers and emotions in the body and just you know, your past and all that. And I would get up in class, you know, weekly and I would just hysterically cry. Like, and I was so open with all these strangers. It was a community college. So I remember I was like the youngest one. It was a lot of adults and they're probably you know, all shedding and releasing also because she was obviously an organic healer and everyone, no one was there by accident. You know, we tend to find what we need or it finds you. Right. Yeah. And they all just, no one judged me. It was just a safe space. Mm -hmm. And 
another class that she taught was like different healing modalities. So she introduced me to acupuncture and cranial sacral therapy and aromatherapy and just all these different things that I had never even tried. Um, yoga, all that stuff. Every week it was something new and I just, just resonated with it. It just felt like I genuinely felt a shift in my body enough to believe that healing was possible for me and there was hope, you know? Mm. And so that's kind of where I got that idea of even doing yoga or getting into like alternative types of work. Um, I originally was going, my plan was to be a dental hygienist. And so, you know, things just, that was a plot twist. That was a whole <laughs> pivot. And, uh, yeah. And so that was kind of my journey. And it was like, at that point in time, I started to meditate and like really just try to practice all the things that I was learning, although I still was struggling with substance abuse. And so it was, wasn't until, you know, like a year after that, it was like, I was trying to get sober on my own and it wasn't working, but I at least was being honest with myself about it. And there, yeah. And there was strong desire within me to change. Mm -hmm. And so that basically is what shifted my whole, you know, direction as far as like where I wanted to go. And then it wasn't until I graduated college, I moved back to New Hampshire and I was still struggling. And there was just one night in my life, I woke up at like 1am and I was literally drinking like out of a bottle, again, in a dark place, depressed, and I just surrendered in that moment. And like I say, I'm not very a religious person, but there was something in me that like, I surrendered to greater than myself I literally got down on my knees and I was like I don't know if there's a god or what it is but like I need help and that was the first time I ever did that and the mm -hmm. next my boss I was opening up a restaurant um opening up the restaurant that day and my boss was like do you need help like is something going on are you struggling and it was just like are you kidding wow. me wow and so I just, again, he was just another person in my life that put their hand out to me. And that's all I needed. I needed someone to see me again. And just like, I was willing and ready. I just didn't have a freaking clue of how to do it. I, you know, I just, I always kind of felt like I'm like lost up here and I'm like, okay. And so these people just kind of brought me back to uh, this grounded sense of like hope, you know, in this realm. Yeah, I really feel that, you know, recovery work is so parallel to the ascension process. Oh, yeah. Because instead of going out and seeking, medicating, numbing, you learn to go in. And mm -hmm. once you start going in and unraveling and unpacking and and having more stress tolerance to go in your revelations and knowing and connection is expanding your consciousness is expanding and so i feel a lot of souls have chosen um substance abuse as their gateway 
to their soul healing, which doesn't really sound like it would make sense, but to me, it really does. No, it definitely makes sense. I, I totally agree because you have to go to the dark places sometimes to be willing to open your eyes to a new possibility. And I also feel like people who have been through the most pain and can get through that stuff and get to the other side are some of the most powerful beings I've met. A hundred percent. Oh, that darkness. And one of my favorite, like, you know, my favorite kind of people, I, I forget if it's like a decor, we call it a decorated soldier of consciousness, mm-hmm. you know, the, all the badges or all the things that you go through, but those people are the ones that come out of the flames, but always go back with buckets of water and try to help people get out of the fire, you know, 100%, those hundred percent. But also I feel there's also a soul history, you know, there are a lot of people on planet who have been in these redemption um, mission cycles and have been here to raise humanity and lift consciousness. And they have in their soul lineage, a tremendous amount of suffering, guilt, regret um, from as their soul self working towards redemption and trying to raise humanity and help the planet ascend have in their lifetimes carried a tremendous amount of suffering and experienced a tremendous amount of human suffering in their human incarnations. So it's not really just the one lifetime, but as you said, there's a soul lineage that has so much that requires healing and clearing for people to really step forward into their power and purpose right now. And we're seeing so many more people forced by the higher self to really start to go in and do the work on deeper levels and, you know, confront the shadow and clear the shadows. And I believe not just for this lifetime so that they can step powerfully into the role they've come here to play. Yeah, I love that. So how did you end up, you know, creating or coming up with the idea of creating this um, business and, you know, collaborating with these two beautiful beings to, to birth this vision? Yeah, so um, after I basically got sober and started to heal, I started to surround myself with, you know, better people I'll say you know not nothing against anybody I feel like we all can you know be well but you know I was choosing to hang out with people who were lifting me up and we were encouraging each other and like you know I really felt the value of community in that sense mm-hmm. and so I met some of my best friends you know in that community and then it was just kind of by chance like I started getting into yoga I did my training I did I started teaching but I was also having babies at the same time so mm-hmm. it was a full-time thing but I had we have a mutual friend who knew that like we were all into the same stuff and mm-hmm. he was getting and so he sat us all at the same table and so I met George and Sydney they're a couple they're married now um, at a wedding and it was just like 
you know, I do feel like, you know, people talk about soulmates and everything, and I believe in that stuff. Um, but I feel like soul friends can be soulmates too. Mm -hmm. And like we were destined to meet and work together because there's just something that happens when us three work together that it just is like, amplified and supported and just we just I feel like a rocket ship when I'm with them and uh, we started slow and then eventually we built you know organically we've built it into this incredible business where we all get to shine in our own ways and provide service to people to help people like you got you use the word ascend and it's the same thing how we believe like we just want to help people Per, like provide them with tools so that they can heal within so that they can show up and become exactly who they're meant to be on earth like their highest self you know their soul mm -hmm. mm -hmm. that are the more like the planet does better and it's like I, even though the world's out out there I say um seems unbearable there is such on on the flip side or and there's such a powerful movement of people who are claiming their truth and being in their light and creating this shift mm -hmm. it's amazing and sustainable and um you well, know you're I, seeing it every day in your work oh yeah you visibly and viscerally experience transformation in your your offerings with the people that are coming to you and you know, there's no telling who people can become once they start on this journey of self-discovery, self-love, you know, honoring their soul, understanding yeah. that we're souls in a human experience. Of course. Right? Yeah. And so, yeah, so I feel so grateful to do that. And so my part is I in when we do retreats or we do short shorter events I still teach yoga and then I learned breath work a few years ago and that was such a powerful tool that I was like I have to learn that and so that's basically my role in nourish is to provide safe space to provide a little mentorship with George and Sydney and um, that tool and then George is a master meditation teacher. He is one of the greatest teachers I've ever met. And he's evolved into this incredible being. And um, Sydney is so, she's like, obviously she does the plant-based eating. She's very into how like, how practices with food and gardening and how we treat the earth. There's a direct connection with that and how we treat our physical bodies and so she kind of brings that piece into it and so we all like just like come together and we've just like created this incredible community and a place where we hope that people can come and feel safe and be well and eat well and have conscious conversation and feel supported and as long yeah that. Yeah. And so we're doing that. We do uh, New Hampshire. We have a at-home base in New Hampshire. So then we do um, like destination retreats all over the world. And so it's really been exciting to expand, to go 
global versus just local. That was a big leap, wasn't it? It was. And like, that's just how we are. We're very, we're all very entrepreneur like, but it's like, we teach people to get out of their comfort zone. And if mm-hmm. you're going in the direction of the unknown, that's a better place to go than staying in the same cycles. And it's like, we've jumped off so many, you know, cliffs I'll say, and continue to just like level up in our own lives that way. And so we really felt the urge to, um, get out of the States. And so we're heading to Italy next May. That'll be our first out of the States retreat and uh, very looking forward to that. Oh, it's going to be amazing. If you want to provide a link, I'll include that in the comments so people can check it out, sign up if it resonates with them. And um, I just want to honor the work you're doing to support humanity because so many people are feeling the call. What I what I feel very strongly is we're at this nexus point. And all of us who are here to be in service and support human ascension are being, if you have not been doing the work, if you've been kind of living in your comfort zone and your bubble and you're not, because it's safe and mm-hmm. you're, your higher self is going to be pushing you and Always. pushing you hard. Always. Things are going to start falling apart. Your life is going to start blowing up. Your relationships are going to start fracturing because everything that's not truth and in alignment for you is literally being shorn away. And it's creating a tremendous amount of suffering, but also it's liberating at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because the, our attachments are limitations. You know, if you're here to be out front and be in service and lead, you need to be out front. You can't stay in the safety bubble with the masses. You need to take risks. You need to jump and know the parachute will open without knowing the how, the when, the why. But just honoring that cosmic conscious heart of yours that's pulling you forward. There's a power to that. There is. And I feel like the more you do it, the easier it becomes. You start to realize like, you know, you jump off the cliff and, you know, the net that will appear is just a feather bed. (laughs) And so, you know, there's a lot to what you just said. And I agree that when you start to make shifts and changes from within that the outside can sometimes seem like it's falling apart you know but if you just keep going you know it does get better and it gets easier but I will say like for me personally I think it's taken years to learn that and and develop practices and also learn how to be in relationship with myself again Mm -hmm. learn how to be in relationship with others and honor everybody's choices that they make and um you know it's I I do feel we're in earth school and that um there always be stuffing stuff to learn and grow like I'm not I'm not certainly done and uh you know just having that out of attitude of being teachable and taking everything as like you know how is this 
going to help me or how is this serving me opposed to like, why is this happening to me? Right. And right. That's a big consciousness shift when you get out of the victim mindset. That's a huge growth moment. And also I feel that, um, you know, I think one of the revelations I had as like you being a healer, teacher, guide is the acceptance that some people are going to choose not to go higher and that is their journey and it's okay. Yeah. And what I've received also is that maybe this lifetime is a lifetime of preparation and they'll transition out and ascend higher from the other side or they'll transition back in and come in at a higher level of consciousness which will allow them then to ascend in a in a different lifetime. So that was a really big revelation for me because, you know, I had to do a lot of ego work around that because you want to see people succeed and you want to see their consciousness expand and you want to support the journey. But if they're not on board, you also have to allow them to be exactly where they are and bless them and allow them to go live the life they want to live. Yeah. And I love that you said like blessing them. And for me, it was always hard because there was, you know, there's judgment that comes in there and Mm -hmm. times. And I think that for me, I had to do a lot of perspective shifting and just looking at the good things about people too. And even if they're not showing up exactly the way I want them to, or think they should, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, that's just, our work, right? That's our work to go deeper in and go, oh, this actually is about me. So I need to go a little bit deeper in here with what I'm feeling and processing and and releasing. And then I feel like every time we can release, we do expand and go higher in consciousness. You know, every time we can release the control and the fear, um, because really I felt that my understanding for myself was my my worthiness was coming in, you know, feeling that I'm not enough was coming in and playing into this narrative, right? Or this experience. And so also not only that, but also being in a, in a position where you want to support people, I had to learn to just surrender. Yeah. And detach. I had to detach. I had to become mindful of my patterns and embrace my worthiness and know that people receive what they're meant to receive. And it's okay for them just to continue on. Totally okay. Also, I feel like the more we grow energetically and expand in our consciousness, the more we trigger people. I have found that personally. Yeah. Yeah. Hard at first, I think. And Mm -hmm. I think that you're right. I think that I was actually just talking to my friend yesterday about this. I think that sometimes too, that there is the way we are, right? The way we deeply feel like that subconscious beliefs about ourselves sometimes radiate out into the world and subconsciously tell people how to treat us sometimes. And so I had a client, actually, this reminds me of this, is that there was a belief or this story that she kept telling herself about, like, being left alone, or left mm-hmm. behind. or Like that. a little abandonment 
story. A yeah, bit. and so during one of our events, it was like that came up for her with me that I was leaving her, and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it was so interesting because the truth is, is that. I don't feel that way, you know, but it's like, it is when you get into the spaces of like the healing work, mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. you and being like, they project that stuff onto of course, you. Of course. Cause we trigger, we trigger that wound. And the first response is to project it out, but we're just mirroring for them themselves and their own yeah. healing. And so it takes a level of mastery just to allow them to feel what they need to feel or even say what they need to say and go okay well okay (laughs) let's maybe take some space and I've I've lost so many friends you know on this journey because you know they didn't have the courage to to self-reflect and to hold the the discomfort and the emotional pain of their wound. It was easier for them to project on me and walk away from me without realizing that their trigger is their work. The trigger is their work, you know? Yeah, I think, you know, I have learned that being able to have honest conversations has been beneficial and being able to hear, you know, hear, people share their uncomfortable their truth even if it is uncomfortable and still passion and understanding and you know sometimes the relationships are better left apart but sometimes there are relationships that are worth um working on and I'm not talking like you know student teacher role always you know but relationship general but yes in that as well but there's, it's such a journey, right? Because we're always learning. Always. Always expanding ourselves, always coming to higher consciousness for ourselves. And I found that the work evolves with us. Our offerings evolve because our frequency is higher. We can continue to do the work and offer service. But I find that as we go and journey on the potency of the offering changes I don't know if you found that for yourself or for your retreats like you're feeling a new level of energy and power as you come together and grow and expand I definitely feel that and I think it comes with you know hardships and it also comes with just experience you know and having the confidence in what you believe in and what you see works and how it can change life just that alone inspires us to keep going yeah I think every person you can touch and help to release something is huge even if they're not willing to do the work yet but there's a conscious awareness that there's an issue even just that conscious awareness is an opening for healing I feel yeah you can plant the seeds and you never know when it will start to yeah so you've been doing retreats around the country primarily is that right yeah so our big thing is we like to kind of hit national parks areas 
because we love to incorporate nature and the national are incredible they're magnificent really and the energy is amazing there and so we typically try to go to an area like that like Yellowstone we went to Sedona we went to Bryce and we've done we've actually done 18 retreats we were just talking about oh it yesterday gosh. wow but but yeah we try to go to really cool places to make it fun it's like we our schedule is very it's a strict schedule we're basically doing inner work from sun up to sundown but when we do take like we'll usually take two days to do out out travel like around the national parks and you know get people immersed in that energy as well which is awesome do you take your kids with you or are they do they stay back while you go do all these retreats they stay back so my husband has been so supportive of my journey since day one and he is loves and trusts um you know George and Sydney as well and he knows that it makes me come alive and Mm -hmm. oh that's something that I reciprocate to him as well and allow him the space to be who he is and Mm -hmm. and lights him up and so we just we're great partners in that sense and then I have my parents who live closer to me that have really helped so they'll help me with the kids when I have to go as well and so amazing takes a village as you know it does does. grateful for that actually my husband got to come on the last retreat we went to Oregon in the Redwood National Park and uh, there is it was one of my favorite places I visited the Redwood National Park was so magical to me it was so grounding and just there was no there was almost like no sound it was just magical it's um it's really interesting when you enter these sacred spaces you feel it oh yeah Oh yeah. The energy is so pure and it's so silent. It is. I think it's so sacred. And so, yeah, so I'm excited about that. And um, another thing that we are doing is we're offering trainings to people. So people can just, if they don't want to go on a full week retreat with us, they can still learn the tools that we offer, such as meditation and the breath work and we're offering people who have a lot of people who experience the breath work want to learn how to teach it and become healers themselves and so Mm -hmm. we're off first time ever nourish training in january and it's going to be a jam-packed with everything that we practice and then also with that business support and continued support for them so that they can, you know, be that best version of themselves. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So what's your website? Where can people learn more about your events and what's coming up? Yeah. So my personal website is jillianlhanna.com and you can do, you can find out like events that I'm doing or personal one-on-one breath work um sessions there but if you're interested in finding out what me and my business partners do at nourish you can go to nourishmindfulevents.com and it has 
all the things on there that you need. You can learn more about what we do, who we are, put a face to our names. And, um, you know, we're also on Instagram and Facebook. Oops, so you offer one-on-ones, which is nice. I do. I, I don't do a lot of them. I do a lot of, you know, for people far away, it's nice to do virtual. Mm-hmm. So you'll do some group virtuals also? I have, but I haven't done a lot recently. I I personally like doing them in person. I'm going to be honest. I, I'll do a virtuals, but in, in person, it's like an immersed experience. There's just nothing like it. And, you know, bringing in that energy. And, and you I, feel the connection, right? It's just more of a real tangible connection when you're got it is in front of you is yeah and so that you can all find on our website we do pop-up events where we're doing one tonight in in bedford new hampshire and so um yeah we're we stay busy sounds like it what have you learned about yourself on this journey what have you learned about who you are i definitely learned that i'm worth sharing my but like sharing I'm worth sharing my hope my life like when I was little like I didn't talk at all like I literally did not talk and so I think through all of this I've learned to just really find my inner voice mm. and know that it's worth sharing and um I've also developed confidence in talking in public in general because I would cry. I even would cry like before teaching yoga classes. So yes, I just never liked speaking. I never liked being the center of attention. I always wanted to go hide. And so I've learned that I'm a lot more courageous and, uh, you know, just confident. The best thing about all of this stuff is that I've just learned to be comfortable in my own skin, you know, and I don't have to seek outside things to feel good that my fill me up enough that it doesn't matter what the fuck is going on as long as I'm here like that's enough you know that's true power that's true power when we can walk authentically in our soul and ourselves and know our value and know our worthiness and own and claim ourselves who we are why we're here without worrying about how we're perceived that's oh yeah when you can step out and say, this is who I am and be unapologetic about it, you know, it takes a lot of work to get there. It's taken me a long time to get here. And I'm grateful that I never gave up, you know, because it is worth it. And, you know, it doesn't mean life, life doesn't get hairy sometimes. Of course it does. But I think if you can have tools that help you stay grounded and continue to fill yourself up, that you can really deal with anything that life brings you. So I think one of the biggest shocks for me on my journey was realizing, oh, it doesn't become a life of complete ease you just learn how to navigate the challenges with more mastery, right? 100%. Yes. More centered, grounded. And also I realized too, that this is a human experience and mastery requires us to slide both ways on the spectrum. 
Sometimes you can just be that love and light. And sometimes you need to slide all the way over to stand in your power, raise your voice, stand for what you believe in and push back on someone who's not respecting and honoring you in the fashion and way you deserve, because that is appropriate. I fully, fully love what you just said. And I, I so agree. And I notice it the same. I've noticed that, that, you know, life some since feeling empowered, life is like, okay, now let's go fight for, for what's worth, who doesn't have a voice and, you know, be that mm -hmm. light and like unfuckable with kind exactly. of. Exactly. And I think in order to be out front and lead, we have to embody our message. We yeah. have to embody our power. We have to embody our core being to bring that through and be a model for those we're serving. You have totally. to breathe it, know it, own it, claim it to have impact. It's impossible to create this kind of impact if you're still carrying all the wounds. Yeah. Yeah. You got to do the healing work. You got to get rid of the baggage. And it's it heavy. takes, but it's, it's so, mm -hmm. it does take time. It takes it takes curiosity mm -hmm. and willing honesty and mm -hmm. but I feel like there's like I was saying I do feel like there's such a movement happening that I'm so excited for life and the people that are like really stepping up to the plate and being like being the change that they wish to see I feel this surge like just all the people who are supposed to be on the front lines of this movement are stepping forward and it takes so much courage. And I can't wait to see when everyone comes online, what this planet and this earth experience is going to look and feel like, because I feel incredible change coming despite what's playing out on the global stage. I think we all need to focus on ourselves and our own healing because change begins with us. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And it makes me so grateful for the people who were there for me and have taught me and all of my teachers and the people who are just lovingly compassionate and held me, you know, until I could hold my own. I'm just so eternally grateful because if it wasn't for them, I would not be here today. And then it allows you to be that for others, right? You pay it, it forward. Yeah. And in service we receive, and I truly feel like I am so blessed to do this right now. I love how beautifully aligned your life unfolded, like just at each nexus point, that right person or that right opportunity or that information came in or that training. It's, I just, I love how you had your back the whole time, even though you weren't aware of it, you know, it's like your higher <laughs> self just had her hand on your back and they're like, no, Jillian, we're just going to pivot a little, let me go this way. <laughs> well, it's so funny because I remember at that moment, while that time and things were shifting, I remember starting to hear a a woman's voice, a girl's voice, mm -hmm. and that it's you. She was said, "It's it's you that you're listening to," yeah. and I'm, you know, and so. And then you learn to trust it. Yeah, that's a that's a muscle you need to flex over and over to to increase your faith in the message, faith in yourself, and know you're not crazy. No, this is really me guiding me. I'm not. I'm not crazy. You know feels like love it doesn't feel like condemn 
condemning or doesn't feel bad. It's always encouraging. And, you know, that's the voice to listen to more than our ego voice. A hundred percent. Well, before we end, do you have any advice that you'd like to share with people who are maybe going through tough transitions right now? Like something that would have helped you at that time in your life? Yeah, I love that question. I think for me, I would say, don't be afraid to ask for help and find somebody that inspires you and reach out to them and follow them and ask them what they did to get to where they are and then be willing to do the work um, and know that there's so many people that are probably going through what you're going through or have been through what you've been through and that want to help you and that you know, you're so worth it and that the world needs you right now um, and they need people to wake up to who they are so that we can continue to shift and create peace on earth which is the ultimate goal I feel like right, right. so beautiful I love that thank you for sharing that with us I also feel that you know people are afraid to walk through the fire but you know those flames are purifying also so you can walk through that fire and and burn everything off that's not aligned, but you could also rise like the phoenix, you know? Yes, so I, feel like, I feel like people need to know that. You have to have the courage to walk through the fire and then you yeah. rise, right? You do. Yeah. Jillian, thank you so much for saying yes to this conversation. I've loved every moment of it. And to my audience, thank you so much for being here for this beautiful power hour with Jillian Hannah. And I wanted to let you guys know, I am looking for voice messages, which you can leave on my podcast that I can share on future podcasts. I'm going to leave a link. So if you guys have enjoyed this conversation or have something that served you and your growth and development process, please click the link and share your name, where you're from and what you're about. I'd love to share that with others and keep this community alive. So have a beautiful day, y'all. I love you. Be kind to yourselves and we'll talk to y'all later. Bye.